Hey everyone, welcome to Strength and Vulnerability, where we open up to our vulnerable similarities through conscious conversations with some of the world's most inspiring leaders. My name is Andrew, and my personal brand is Crypto Love Ninja. And as I travel the world, I continue to meet and connect with so many incredible spiritual entrepreneurs, coaches, artists, lightworkers, architects of the new earth, wizards, fairies, and you name it. So this podcast is a collection of these amazing individuals and their experiences in life and how they've navigated and expanded themselves into the vision that they hold for humanity. Because I believe by recognizing our similar experiences, we tap into the power of our emotions by feeling our connection to one another. When we show our vulnerabilities, we allow others to see deep within us where they can find evidence that we are all part of the same whole. In this recognition of oneness lies enormous strength. This is my special guest, the brother Benish, who I also met in Tulum, as many as my other guests that I've had on the on the show here. And um, yeah, Manish has been an amazing spiritual influence, I could say, on my life, um, just to summarize. But um, yeah, he's a doctor, um, producer, DJ. Um, he also runs men's circles and women's circles and human circles and uh, just amazing conscious event creator. Um, probably one of the best, most comfortable, loving spaces that I've ever been in was, was held and created by, by this man here and his partner. So um, yeah, that's just a, a short summary of, of what I have to, to say about this guy. Um, excited to, to have this call with you, brother, and, and uh, have you on the, the show. Thanks for, thanks for taking the time to come out. That was really beautiful, bro. I really, I really feel your heart in that. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's a beautiful way to uh, to start a call is to just bring each other into into heart resonance so that we can speak more from here. So thank you. Um, and I'm really blessed to be a part of this and part of your journey. And I really feel like you have the power and the potential to make a really big impact and strength and vulnerability are synonymous. A vulnerability is a strength and so i feel like that's something that a lot of masculine men a lot of women too could could benefit in the world so i'm, I'm really excited to see the progression of of this form of artwork and creation bro yeah yeah me too man i'm just i'm just in the creation and, and trusting the flow now you know i don't don't know where it's going to lead but you know i'm trusting that it's going to lead somewhere somewhere big and you know i've already received a lot of a lot of great feedback on it so um yeah it's just trusting the the um i was the last guest that i had on I'm kind of talking like uh something along the lines of like trusting the inspiration you know and it's just when you have the inspiration and the means to do something and just following through with it it's like you're just allowing you know, spirit to flow through you or creation to flow through you um, without having that resistance and, and questioning. And of course, that's like the human side of it too, but it's, that's what I'm leaning more into is like inspiration. Okay, how do I create it? You know, and attracting whatever means that I need if I don't have them. Absolutely. And I think resistance is a big thing that a lot of people can suffer with. And I know that 
it's been a thing for me that I get like as a human design projector I get invitations people suggesting that I should do certain things in a certain way and maybe it takes me three weeks four weeks a couple of months to actually get around to it because there's that part of me that's like thinking I'm thinking small or thinking that um, I wouldn't be good enough at it and working through those emotional and psychological blocks yeah that's it's 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 wild man it's a continuous journey we were just talking earlier before we started recording about um, just me two years ago or and it's like it doesn't matter where we are right it's like you know how far we come along you know we only have the perspective that we do now and it seems like the same thread of emotions are kind of always always there um, whether it's the self-doubt or the judgment and you know, looking back at myself two years ago, if I would have seen the person I am now, dude, I'd be, you know, flattered and blown away and like, no way that can't be me. You know, I can't have that level of, of depth and connection or whatever, right? I, I just, but yeah, it's like, and, and the, the, the feeling that, you know, you get when you think about that, like, oh, wow, I've grown so much in the last few years. Um, yeah, it's just very humbling and grounding. And, but it's still the, the same emotions. And, I, and I'll ask you about it, you know, kind of later into the episode about, you know, maybe how you deal with, with that type of, um, those type of emotions of, uh, of self-doubt or judgment and things like that. Um, but I would like to open it up with, you know, so you can kind of maybe lead the conversation in, in a certain direction, but uh, what it is that you're currently most excited about in, in your life right now. I am currently working on a, on a project which is uh, an eight-week course where people are given a meditation every day for that process. And I had started it being very etheric, like working with kundalini energy and how we can augment our reality and manifestation. And over the last couple of months, I've really been working on being a lot more grounded in, in how I want to put myself out in the world. So actually, I've been working with a lot of people with anxiety and depression and stress-related illnesses. And as much as I really enjoy supporting people with their spiritual journey and sharing the things that have helped me in expanding my awareness, I just feel like there are a lot of people at the moment that are really struggling. And the tools and the recipe is unique for each person. But... I feel it's quite a simple equation that people can engage with. So I'm just really excited to be able to, to connect with more people and, and to share with more people about how they can find their internal world and to anchor themselves there during their day, during their lives and live their lives from that space of inner awareness. It's mm. amazing, beautiful. Yeah, I know the, uh, was, was it the first, the, the course that I went through with you? Was that the first men's course that you put together? That was the first, yeah, first men's course. Okay. Amazing. Yeah, I definitely look forward to seeing, you know, that progression. Um, and it inspires me really to go back and go through the material. Um, I went through it once since the course, but really go back through uh, the material and the meditations again. And um, yeah, really just just ground into to some of the teachings and the meditations that you share with that course because uh definitely definitely were some profound 
some profound, profound shifts. I, I remember some of them maybe didn't even feel so great at the time. It was like, say, you know, awakening, awakening some, some emotions that hadn't been felt in a while. Um, but, you know, that's part of the process, right? Is clearing that out and bringing those things to the surface so they can be, you know, seen and you know, we can shine the light of awareness on them. I had a little bit of hesitancy in the process of, of designing um, that project because what, what one of the weeks is, it, I'll just explain it, was like about discovering the emotions. So actually cultivating emotions from the past that may be stored in the body, like anger or guilt or shame were, were three of them, and feeling them. So actually kind of like, digging the stuff out that might be buried in, in the depths of the being. And that can, that can be a tricky situation. And we, we were connecting weekly on the calls. So if anything really, really serious and really difficult to process was coming up, we had that container. But I, felt, I had some hesitancy in that process of like, do, 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 I really feel, do I really feel like it's gonna support these brothers in the highest way to, to open up that, that chest and that chamber and just surrendering to that answer that I get from within of like, this is going to be beneficial for people. And, and I really feel like giving people that idea to, to feel the emotions as they are coming up and, and to develop the tools of how to process them is the only way that we can do that. Yeah, no, no I agree with you for sure. Um, I mean, I think it's, you know, like, like you said, in a minute ago, we all have, there's different recipes for everyone, depending on where they are. Um, but at some point we have to, we have to deal with those emotions and, um, giving us the, you know, just having the tools to, to know how to, and the support, um, to go to process those is, yeah, is, is, is super important. Um, and that's one of the, the meditations that, the, that I've been teaching and going to and the, the courses that I've, um, I've been teaching around crypto. I open a lot of my crypto courses with, with a meditation. Uh, you know, it's crypto is very, it's very, you know, heady and it's all numbers and people have a lot of you know, emotions just around money. Um, so I do a very grounding meditation where just, you know, we just scan through the body and walk through the body and then end with like, um, usually end with the heart, you know, just gratitude. And um, yeah, it's, it's, I don't, I don't know if I had a point behind that, but it just reminded me of the, the meditations I was teaching, I think, because I, yeah, I think the first body scan meditations that I went through were, were, were in your course. So. so I feel like there's, I can, I can extrapolate that to, to logic because there's a, a huge amount of research that's showing that the heart is the center for intuition, that when we come into heart coherence. So when we put our awareness in the heart and cultivate positive emotions in the heart, we come into heart brain uh, coherence. And all of the research that's been done has shown that people have intuition that is increased by activating that process. And I, and I feel like crypto is a massively intuitive art form. I mean, you can read the graphs and, and you can do these different things, but I feel like a lot of that is, is constantly changing. And, and sometimes you can't necessarily predict from the trends where, where things are going. But if you can anchor yourself into your intuition and make that call, 
I feel like that's where the success is. And, and I don't know, maybe you have something to share about your journey with the crypto. And Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, I don't do as much, you know, day trading, but I definitely, the, when the emotions start to come in, whether it's um, from losing money or from making money or from um, just getting excited about, you know, an investment and it's super, super important just to come back to, to that stillness and, uh, just yeah, just to drop into yourself and connect with yourself and be be grounded. Um, and one of my business partners, Cody, uh, who we work together with, you know, coaching people. He does more of the trading side and forex, and I, I do more of the crypto side. Uh, we also run like a private uh, group together. It's kind of my focus is to build you know, a conscious crypto community um, and then turn that into you know a DAO and have like a, a fund, decentralized fund for the DAO and stuff by the end of the year. But he's kind of bringing in the, the Forex stuff and then Forex training, but he's also very, um, very keen on the, the meditation and the mindfulness before every single trade. And I, even, even before I really got deep into spirituality, uh, when I was studying Forex, even a lot of traders in the markets, um, that's, that's just kind of a routine for them is, you know, even if they're not really spiritual, so to speak, if they don't really have a uh, consistent practice before they trade, they do some type of, you know, meditation or just, you know, sit with themselves for a moment uh, because there's, there's so much, you know, research and proof behind, behind what you're saying there, for sure. This is the most amazing thing about the time number, right? Is that all of these things like breathing into your heart and cultivating gratitude have got statistically significant scientific studies that are measuring different parameters of, of people when they receive information that they're seeing reactions in the heart that are happening before they're shown a piece of information. And they're also measuring brain waves and they're showing that the heart responds first, the brain responds second, um, and they're receiving the information. Like for example, they're shown an image on a, on a screen where they, uh, it incites a negative emotion and the heart slows down, it decelerates on the, on the ECG readings before the image is shown. So they have some images that are positive, some that are negative, but the negative images cause a deceleration. So the heart is picking up on, on these patterns, but it's picking up on them more often once they've come into heart coherence. So it's about really living a heart-centered life is one of the routes to success. Yeah. Yeah, I... I... And I mean, I guess it comes down to your definition of success too, right? You know, which is an interesting, interesting thing in, in itself. Um, you know, some some could say that you know, just living from your heart is the is the success. You said it earlier. You know, that's that's love. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, already right. there. Um, so yeah, man. Uh, my my next question for you, and I love. I knew this was going to be a great call, and because it's just the the synergy that we have together as brothers, but. Um, what are some emotions that the project that you're working on this course is, is this your next, your second course, or have you created one in between since we talked? This is going to be, um, online and it's going to be like recorded. I've, I've created the videos and I've created the meditations. The one that we did was also like the weekly calls that we were all connecting in as a group. Yeah. But, but now it's uh, since that court, since that pro process, I've been like rec professionally recording and, just tweaking the whole thing and making it 
um, more widely accessible. So everything is founded in science, whereas the course that we went to, it went also, it went a little bit multidimensional, which is a massive passion of mine. But I've decided that this particular um, pro product or process that I'm sharing is, is going to be something that I, I feel like people that even are very logical, even very left-brained in the way that they see the world, would be able to engage and, and benefit with. Amazing, amazing. Um, so my question is, what are some of the emotions that you're feeling just in this process of creation? I think like self-doubt has been one of them because I, I've never studied uh, teaching meditation or all of these processes that I'm sharing in here are all through independent study and are all through my own journey. And it's been something that has been my main focus in the last four or five years. And so I've put an incredible amount of energy into assimilating all of this knowledge. But I come from, like being a medical doctor, I come from a society where you need a piece of paper to validate your ability to be able to share. Mm -hmm. And so there has been a little bit of that, like who, who are you to be able to, to support people in this way. That's been one of the things. And, and also this idea of, of time pressure has been something that I really feel like I have let go of now. But I've had this process of taking a really masculine approach that I need to force and I need to work hard and if I'm, if I'm not working hard and if I don't feel that desire to work hard, then something's lacking from the process. Yeah. And so finding this balanced space within myself of when I do feel the inspiration for creation, what comes out of me is going to be exactly what I need to be putting out. But if I'm creating from this space of struggle or from a space of fear that's not going to have the desired impact and this process of actually what i'm sharing it's a very energetic thing like um, i'm supporting people when they're in a very vulnerable space when you're going into a meditative space you're opening yourself up to be more receptive to energy and so i perceive that the energetic space that i'm in while recording them will also have an influence on the outcome of the person that's receiving wow dude it's it's amazing and thank you for thank you for sharing for sharing that um but it's it's amazing the similarities that we have in in our, our process and our emotions uh, you know, I know we're both projectors and, you know, probably some other, you know, planet that we both visited you know, <laughs> together. And, <laughs> so no telling what other, other synchronicities we have, but yeah, just, just the, you know, what you're sharing now, just like the, the time pressure um, and then the, the self-doubt of like, you know, am I good enough at this? Right. Or am I, do I have the track record or the history, or, you know, whatever, but um, you know, just, and I can so relate just to, you know, my crypto coaching, right? It's like, 
you know, I don't have a degree in finance. I don't, um, you know, I never worked at Wall Street or I had, I'm not like a developer or, you know, I'm not a millionaire in crypto yet. Um, whatever, you know, I tell myself, right? I, I, it's like, yeah, it's, but it's, it's all BS, you know, because I can, you know, have, I can, I can send a, a text message that, you know, is educational to someone, you know, that's a short message. It's like, hey, do this, this, and this. And it's, you know, things that they never, you know, knew of that. Um, and and it's, it's interesting in like the spiritual communities too, you know, these, the, all these like different modalities and these different themes of just in yoga, man, just like you can have like what used to be a vinyasa is now got, you know, 10 names to it you know, sunshine, vinyasa flow or vinyasa bliss or, you know, X, Y, Z. It's like every yogi is like bringing their own twist, which is cool. It's, you know, it's unique and creative, but it's like that same thread that kind of carries out through a lot of spiritual practices that, you know, we have this experience and then, uh, you know, now we create our own thing from it and start sharing it with others. And I'm not labeling it as, you know, one thing or another. I just, it's, it's interesting to see that, that type of journey. And, you know, maybe that's just spirit becoming more authentic and finding ways to, you know, influence others to remember themselves, essentially. Um, but yeah, maybe it's just completely ridiculous in the spiritual world to, to, to hold any type of like credibility, like, you know, three-dimensional logical credibility over things. Um, because, you know, if we're truly tapping into ourselves and our true inspiration, which is coming from, you know, from the creative source anyway. So um, yeah, as long as we're being authentic to that, really, you know, the, who knows what, what we can create and what else can, can come through us. There can be this idea that somebody's already done it, you know, like, oh, you know, you got Tony Robbins and he's doing his thing or, oh, you got Dr. Joe Dispenza and he's doing his thing. So why do I, why do I need to put out an offering? Why do I need to, to feel like I need to support people, but it's, we're, we're also individual and unique. And you, know, you spoke about all those different forms of yoga or different forms of vinyasa. And there will be a specific form that resonates with a person in a very special way. Like the way that you communicate your information about, about crypto and, and the coaching that you do will really resonate with someone who assimilates with what you're putting out and that's kind of what i affirm to myself is that the person that i am like the, the all the external things like the demographic that i i support or the age that i am my gender and my background will all influence the way that i communicate and that will find that those niche people that really will benefit from what it is that i'm sharing and so it's just that that trust and moving through those those doubts of like who are you why why are you going why do you feel like you have something to share and that also ties into the to the idea that you shared about like look where you are versus where you were two years ago and we, we spend a lot of time in these vortex places like Bali and Tulum and Ibiza and everyone there is on a on a conscious or not everyone, but a good majority of the community there is on a, a conscious desire to accelerate themselves personally and spiritually and, and, you know, materially, I would say also. 
So you, you're around this community of people where they're all accelerating and changing at a rapid rate, but that isn't the case for everybody in the world. And that isn't the case for the majority of the people in the world. And a lot of people go through these same cycles and patterns. And I feel like it can be quite easeful to become a little bit blindsided when you're in these communities where everyone around you has similar interests. And then the self-doubt can come in as, oh, everyone I know is into crypto. <laughs> everyone I know already meditates. Right. And it's like, no, not so much. We have yeah. a broader, broader spectrum of, of service. Yeah, man. It's, and it's, it's, it's crazy, man. It's like, it's different realities. It really is. And to, to your point about the, the, you know, it's already happened. Someone's already created this is Joe Dispenza or Tony Robbins. Dude, I watched a movie the other night. It was um, my, my roommate. He's a, he's a filmmaker and he, you know, he's always in the movies and he wanted to, he wanted me to watch the, uh, the cable guy, which is like some movies from the, the 1980s with, with um, Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah. And there's there's a clip in the movie of Tony Robbins, like on a on a like they they he's watching um, you know a video and it's like an infomercial of Tony Robbins from like 20 years ago or th- no this was like 30 something years ago and he's like saying the same thing you know and I'm like dude Tony <laughs> Robbins he's been going at it for like 35 years and he's still making money and it's like you know there's been people have been teaching yoga for thousands of years. And there's still people coming out with new yoga, you know, courses online. You know, Alan Moves is always releasing new, you know, new yoga instructors and, and new classes. Um, and so it, it's, for me, I'm telling myself that about crypto. I'm like, oh, it's, you know, it's, it's 2022, you know, it's, there's all the crypto stuff is out there, but it's, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's just an illusion. And even if, you know, crypto was never innovating anything else again, you know, pretty much yoga, pretty much every yoga move and flow has, ever, has already been created. You know, someone's already done it, but crypto is so ever expanding. Like it's just going to keep expanding and expanding. So yeah, it's, it's ridiculous for me to think that, um, or for any of us to think that, you know, we don't have that value. You know, if we're like, like I was saying a minute ago, like if we're inspired to create something, it's just like the following that inspiration and, and allowing that and trusting that. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's, it's wild. The, the contrast that we have from living in these spiritual communities and these vortexes and then coming back into the real world and, you know, talking to someone that we haven't talked to. And like, I mean, for me, for me talking to someone a year ago is like, that's like, it feels like 10 years, you know, that's the type of, you know, growth that I've experienced, but even someone, you know, like my family members, like that I've known my whole life. And I'm like, you're the same person that I knew when I was five. And it just, it just doesn't make sense. It's like, we're living in two different types of realities here, man. I don't know if there's a, you know, an answer to that, or if like, if we're, you know, you think humanity will always keep being like that, or do you think that like, there's going to be, would the world ever evolve at that same rate that we do in the, in the vortexes? There's something that I heard about recently, like a, a theory where we have very, we have different timelines that are existing uh, based on the collective consciousness that you're subscribed to. So if you're subscribed to uh, spirituality and manifestation and, and th- that the, the communities that we're talking about, you're, you're following a timeline, you know, people that, be- that believe or subscribe to, you know, we're in a new earth, the earth is ascending. That's, that's one way of seeing the world. And you have on another timeline, people that are 
watching the mainstream media that are living their lives from a space of control or, or feel from a fear base predominantly. So they're on another timeline. You have people that believe the earth is flat and they're on another timeline. And so you have all these different, um, I guess, like pockets of consciousness that are becoming further and further away mm-hmm. as people that are connected to elevating their their frequency and raising their energy and expanding their consciousness will continue to one side of society the control and the fear is also accelerating and and i think we're witnessing that now this acceleration of of a split from these from these divergent timelines and so i'm always happy to say i don't know anything but it feels like those differences will become greater and greater and greater. And so we'll get two different realities simultaneously coexisting on, on the planet. Yeah, yeah, that's what I feel too. Um, and even before I you know, started moving into the, to my spiritual journey, when it was just more of the 3D conscious waking up, you know, to just the, the media and the governments and stuff. I could clearly see that because I'm like, you know, half the people are walking, 90% of the people are walking around just completely like blindfolded. And then there's a small percentage of people that, that actually know what's going on in the world. And that in itself is just creating two different realities. Actually, it's creating one different reality and then you have the reality of truth. But I guess there's, you know, ever different levels to that truth. Um, but then when you, you know, then you, you add on like the spiritual aspect of actually expanding consciousness and connecting back into your, you know, your true self and your energetic, you know, yeah, your energetic self and expanding your energetic body and taking in more light, you know, raising your frequency, all these terms, right? I mean, we could also simplify it as like the 5D and the 3D, um, 5D earth, 3D earth, but I don't know if I was going somewhere with that. I, I, wherever it was, I, I lost it. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that it's, you know, it's just going to keep getting, oh, I was going like, like the matrix, you know, the, the, it's literally going towards the matrix. Like it's only going to get more and more, you know, just you know, essentially like the matrix where everyone is just so, uh, it's like just still and almost like concrete, bro. Like they're just stuck. Like there's nothing they can do. And, you know, I think that this whole, you know, pandemic has been, and this thing on top of the pandemic that's you know supposed to be the escape from the pandemic but whatever i think it's just i think it was planned the whole time but that's just like solidifying that world and you know then you have the other spectrum which is you know people like us that are like expanding and it's like we're almost becoming like you know air and ether bro it's like yeah it's it's wild you know and it's but it's it's, it's exciting to be yeah, I'm glad I'm, I'm like aware of it, even though like this side may be more difficult at times because we have to deal with the sometimes the weight of knowing what's going on and then, you know, realizing our purpose and our, our passions and carrying through with those and, you know, helping to wake those up and to heal. And, you know, we just have much more to be aware of, right? I was just thinking about that earlier. I was like, shoot, if I was like still who I was before, the only thing I'd be thinking about is like, I'd be, I'm, I'm good. Once I get off work, I'm happy. You know, <laughs> that's all there is. Friday, cool. I'm happy again. You know? Yeah. It's like 
the, the the changes that we're discussing for sure it has um is increased the control over a subset of the population but it also accelerated the process of freedom for a subset of the population like mm -hmm. i was working in london as a doctor before all of this happened and i was like no mate i'm not doing this i, I see what's going on and i'm, I'm not going to be a part of it and so that catalyzed my process of leaving the uk and going on this journey and trusting and believing in my ability to support people and to hold space and to go through the emotional stuff that was preventing me from doing it and that whole this whole insane journey i've been on for the last 18 months it helped me do that because <laughs> it was just that the, the frequency there was so discordant to what it was i wanted to experience and to cultivate i had to move away from that to to find a different frequency so i mean for me i'm grateful for my own experience and the manifestations of what has occurred for me as a result of that little kick up the bum to say like all right you know you've known for a while that this isn't where you want to be so it's time to do it and i think maybe it needed to be something as extreme as that for me to really think okay i'm gonna really motivate myself to just to cut my ties with this this way of being that isn't supporting me anymore yeah very similar experience for me uh leaving leaving tennessee and just starting to travel you know during during 2020 and the difference of the, the difference of the energy I felt in Tulum and the people there versus, you know, and that and here when I was in Nashville was just like, it was literally like a magnet, you know, I, I, I was just pulled that way. Uh, there was really nothing I could do. It was just like, oh, I, I can't be here anymore. Like, this just doesn't feel good to me. Right. And I'm sure, you know, I'm, I'm back here now. So, I mean, at the time, you know, you can accept and, you know, you, you, you're present with where you are. But yeah, it was just annoying that, oh, I'm just supposed to go here. And I'm sure it would have happened one way or another without, uh, without all this, but yeah, man. Um, I, wanted, I wanted to ask you another question about your, because you, you said that you know, you're dealing with the, and we've been talking about the kind of the, the self-doubt. Um, I wanted to ask you like, how, how are you facing that? And yeah, just how are you facing that in that creative process? A big, big thing for me is uh, embodied consciousness. So actually feeling, feeling the body, feeling the emotions. And so I would feel self-doubt in my solar plexus, for example. And so part of my daily practice is to, to put my awareness in my body and to, to move through it and just to feel the different things that were going on. So if I was, specifically feeling something like self-doubt and i would feel that in a certain place in my body i would stop what i'm doing because it's a golden opportunity when these things arise and when we feel them to to work with them in that moment and i would just give myself some space because what what i tend to find is that when i experience these emotions that i would perceive as being negative there comes this constriction, this idea of like, oh, I don't want to feel this, so I'm going to push it all into this little ball and it's going to just stay there. And actually the opposite is super powerful of actually just like opening, open up, like feel my whole body, it's okay. And just accepting that 
that state of accepting that emotion. And the, the acceptance is the most powerful, powerful thing because once it's accepted, it doesn't, it doesn't, it can't last very long. So just accepting the emotion, like you, we all have this, this idea of, the, of this sense of self that we are, right? Of, of this separate sense of self that is confident and is accomplishing all their dreams and their, their desires. And when something comes up that's contrary to that, there can be this idea of like, oh, I don't want to accept this part of myself that has this doubt or this, this fear or this insecurity. But the most amazing thing that I discovered, and it was actually yeah, Tulum really <laughs> put me through the washing machine and gave me the opportunity to get into massive connection with these parts of myself, the fearful, insecure parts of myself in this process of becoming someone who really trusts themselves to be able to support others, was feeling and accepting opening. Mm. That's beautiful. Yeah. And yeah, man. And, and I hope that anyone listening to this, you know, puts that into practice. Um, I know that, you know, I'm sure you even feel like you could do it more. You know, it's like, it's like, oh, is that, oh, there's, there's a little bit that I'm not actually allowing space for. I almost wanted to push that away, but let me, let me look at that. Let me allow that to be. And yeah, they, they, these emotions are, are so powerful. And it made me think um, of this, I, I like to like, you know, when we get into these, you know, they're, they're pretty practical, but to kind of, I guess, make the, the similarity in life of like what happens when we don't, right? And what it made me think of is like when people hit rock bottom, you know, when people just like lose everything. And it's, it's like, that's the example of them actually being forced to allow that emotion which is likely what caused the program and the loop that pushed them to that bottom anyway, because they were suppressing it. And it you know, ended up catastrophic, you know, cata, cata, catastrophically, it messed up their life, right? Whether it's business or personal relationship or um, drug addiction, whatever it is, it's, it's something that we, you suppress, you know, you're suppressing some type of truth or some type of trauma. And eventually you get to the point where you just can't suppress it anymore, right? And then at that point, you, you're forced to accept it. And you're forced to allow it to be. And then you look at it and you're like, okay, it's not that bad. Let me deal through this. And then you kind of pick yourself back up and continue on. But if we have that awareness, you know, way before we even get to that, you know, and we're, it's a constant practice within ourselves to, to allow those emotions and allow that, the feeling and that emotion space and accepting, you know, constantly, you know, and I'm caught, and, um, what do you, you use the term um, embodied consciousness? Yeah, I love, I love that. People go through like massive shifts in their consciousness for, for mainly two reasons that I've observed. And one of them is like, I have all of the things that my ego told me that I needed to have to be happy and I still feel empty. And therefore I'm going to go and seek for some meaning in life because I haven't attained that through my external seeking of sensations and pleasure. Or people that are really going through the shit and they get to this point where they're just like, I need to do something different because what I'm doing isn't working for me anymore. And through that process comes this state of surrender of like, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I, I'm letting go of this 
idea of of control or constriction or or tension that I'm creating due to the situation that I'm experiencing, and I'm and I'm going to just sort of relax into it and and find another way around. It's the the tension in the physical body, the constriction that I was mentioning that we can experience when emotions are coming up. I think that we can mirror this with with the energetics of the of the human being of the whole of the universe as just energy. If anything's tense or constricted, the energy can't flow. And so, this idea of whenever we are experiencing difficulties, doubts, heaviness, to relax into it is the most important part. And so relaxation is such an active process it involves systemically feeling into the body and consciously choosing to release because we have so much habitual tension that we're holding inside of ourselves i remember when i first started working with uh with my body and working with energy the first body scan that i did uh it was like okay and so relax your shoulders and i'm lying down doing this body scan and i remember the thought that came up in my mind was if i'm lying down of course my shoulders are relaxed and then my shoulders dropped <laughs> and and it really showed me in that moment that relaxation is something that we have to do actively and so spending time getting into communication with the body and giving all of it attention i would say would be also a massive massive tool on the journey to becoming more competent with with processing all the stuff that we go through yeah very well said uh, and that's a great that's a great segue into my next question which is what is the most powerful self-love practice that you have and how has that affected your life i would say that working with the heart um, I, everything is self-love you know if you if you're going to meditate every day it's self-love you brush your teeth it's self-love if you massage yourself it's self-love like self-love i think that people have this idea that they don't do it enough but every time you go and you arrange for yourself to get a haircut you buy new clothes you know all of these are different ways that you're expressing love for yourself but to directly answer your question i would say that working with my heart and really expanding my capacity for love would be the th the the thing that has had the the biggest impact because the, i've had more capacity to love therefore i've had more capacity to express that love to myself and and then consequently to people around me yeah. well that sounds beautiful um when you say working with your heart can you go deeper into that yeah so my my understanding of the uh, energy centers and the energy centers of the body is that we have uh, three earthbound energy centers uh, so our our root our sacral our solar plexus and then we have three spiritual energy centers so our heart our throat and our third eye and then we have our crown which is kind of like a barometer for for all of the energy centers that are in the body below it to be able to to open the heart to activate the heart the energy needs to rise from our root 
And so we can develop blocks in our first three energy centers. And by releasing those blocks, we are more able to open the heart and activate the heart. And so once the heart is receiving energy from these lower three energy centers, then we're able to, to work with it and expand it and to generate loving kindness, compassion, goodwill to others, and then extend that, those, those energies and those emotions towards ourselves to expand our capacity for, for love. And so like, if you, you start at the root, it's like, really, it's about being in a body, eating healthily, exercising, really being grounded and present on the earth, spending time in nature. The sacral is sensuality and creativity, having uh, a, a relationship with sexuality that's beneficial to others and to yourself. And the solar plexus is really about how you see yourself in groups and not trying to take control over other people and um, not wanting to be controlled. So those are the main themes that would be blocking these lower three energy centers. And so once we're able to, to work with that, either in meditation, feeling the energy in our body or through self-reflection of the emotional or psychological thoughts that come up when we're interacting with people in society, we have the capacity for more love. And, and I guess all of those things that we spoke about that could be blocks are all tied into love. You know, if you're exercising and eating and doing all those things that are associated with the root, you're going to experience more self-love through the sacral. You're going to experience more love, maybe through sexuality and through the solar plexus, more love by not trying to control other people and to, to have a power struggles going on in your life. And then there is this, this heart center that for me is like, has the capability of being one of the most powerful energetic forces in the universe to be able to see others as mirrors of yourself, just going through different experiences and through being able to cultivate that goodwill and that compassion and kindness to all beings, regardless of whether you perceive them as doing things that or saying things or acting in a way that you perceive is not necessarily in alignment is the way to really empower that energy center. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. It's very, very, very eloquently and beautifully put. Um, yeah, I mean, you said it so well, I don't even think I wanna you know, summarize it. I just wanna leave that for the listeners. What do you think that would happen, man, if most of the world knew this, this way you just, what you just spoke to? Not, but I guess more than knew it, embodied it. That's the that's important part, right? Is the embodiment of it. Absolutely. Because you, you can conceptually understand things. And I, this is why I shared that the, the new focus that I'm, that I'm taking in the work that I'm sharing is about grounding it in science because one, we're so much science now. And two is that we have a left brain and we have a right brain and that the left brain, it needs to surrender to allow the experience. Because if you're 
if your thinking mind doesn't just allow the process to unfold, you won't be in your body, you'll be in your mind. But we need to be in the body and in connection with the body for the energy to flow. You know, and attention, energy flows where attention goes. And that's a big thing about how we can activate these, these centers. So yeah, I completely agree. It's the embodiment of that. And so many people are disconnected from their bodies. They, they're constantly thinking about the past, the future, or just ruminating and completely, because potentially there's a lot of emotion that they've shut off from after a long time, or because of um, a, big, a, big, a big time, a large amount of time of, of not feeling the emotions, there are so many blockages that the sensation is just, is just numb. Mm-hmm. So there are there are many different different factors that that could prevent people from getting there. But a world in which people are a lot more connected with their hearts, I mean, I kind of perceive that here in Bali. Like I, I'm I've been here for it's like six weeks, and everybody is lovely. Like the locals, when they smile at you, it comes from here. Like you feel the energy of it. It's not just a, a surface thing, and being in an energy field like that it's constant giving and receiving of of love and goodwill and so it's just an amplified field where the majority of the people are expressing that kindness and and, and that compassion i perceive this is where we're going I've, i i i hold that as a truth of my for myself that that there is no other way to go but to the earth embodying a more heart-centered approach to the way that we exist. I agree with you, for sure. Um, yeah, th- th- there's no doubt, you know, there's, it's just the nature of, of consciousness is, is to expand. And, you know, we're, the fact that you and I are even having this conversation is, you know, evidence that we're expanding in that direction. And so we'll continue to do so and, uh, you know, I, I can I see that we're creating two different worlds, creating two different Earths, and there's going to be certain places on Earth that, you know, are more of the five D if, if we we want to call it that, um, but are you know just heart centered, heartfelt, heart frequency, heart coherence communities, and then we have you know maybe other parts of the world that are just numb and you know in the matrix and and yeah you know we, we were talking about it a minute ago just the the polar the polarization of those two getting further and further, you know, on the, the different ends of the spectrum. Um, but yeah, you know, I haven't been to Bali, but I've, you know, been wanting to go like, and as soon as you get into spirituality and yoga, you know, you, you see all this stuff in Bali. So it's like, it's been, a, it's been at the top of my list for a while. So yeah, I'd love to, love to get out there and, and experience that. And, you know, is it, is it a little bit less intense and more peaceful than the energy in, in Tulum? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, for sure. <laughs> for sure I, I heard some about some from someone that the the mayans they didn't live in tulum they just went there for ceremony because the energy was so intense yeah <laughs> and so i spent six months there you know and now you probably similar yeah i was there for a year. <laughs> year yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like they would 
it's like they would just go there for a few weeks and then they would leave and then you can go back and like to be there for that period of time is is intense like yeah here everything feels a lot more gentle it's, it's a more feminine energy and and tulum i perceived was very was very masculine and so it's nice to have the balance yeah. but like i was here six years ago and um I had a very different experience. I really wasn't that impressed, but I was in a very different space. So my ability to, to receive the magic of this island uh, wasn't, I wasn't open to, to, to receive it. And so it, it's just this process that things, when, when the time is right, they will come. And, and I think that's the same when we're talking about the, the global situation. We don't need to know how these things will happen, but people go through their own realizations and awakenings in, in the most perfect way. And so we've been discussing a lot in this call about how we can interface with the world and, and support people that are maybe in a different, different space. And I feel motivated to follow that desire within myself, but not to feel like it won't happen either way that in the same way that we've come to the realizations that we've had, people will naturally gravitate to, to what it is that they need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, we're, we're all part of the, the same, the same intelligence, right? The same flow, the same universe. And when you kind of back up from a macro perspective, it's like, it's all happening, you know, within, within itself. And we're just, you know, one localized point of consciousness with our own little experience, you know, and just that perspective of kind of back, backing up. And, and I also know that that can kind of hinder people too. I know my mom specifically, um, she, when she first, you know, started her awakening process, she started to actually neglect herself because of her age and She's like, oh, well, it, you know, the, the world's going to be fine. You know, the, you know, it, it's, it's almost like the, the spiritual version of Christ is going to return, right? Like, uh, it doesn't matter what's going on because Jesus is going to save us all. Uh, it doesn't matter what's going on because, you know, we're all going to ascend eventually. We'll all reach enlightenment or, you know, whatever the, the program is that you tell yourself. But it ends up deflecting from, you know, doing, doing the work now. And, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's like the same voice or the same emotion, I guess, that comes through in maybe different ways and maybe like our, our work life or, um, you know, different things. But, but yeah, I've, I've kind of, I've kind of noticed that, uh, at least, in, yeah, like I said, at least, at least with my, with my mom and different, different scenarios of kind of relying on a greater power, I, I guess is really what it boils down to, right? and taking that responsibility and that power away from yourself that you know we have so much power within us to change us and then be that mirror and you know reflect that to others and um you know we 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 have and i'm just realizing this more and more as i create this podcast and as you know my, my instagram has, has been growing and I've been connecting with more people just the the impact that i have on people um just from like you know one video or from one you know, picture or with a, with, you know, a, a comments or whatever it is, like we have no idea the ripple effects that we have. And, you know, collectively, you know, as we continue on this journey and 
uh, you know, within ourselves and connecting with others. And we all start to um, coherently amplify one another, right? And that goes back to the, 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 how we keep talking about these two different paradigms, you know, um, going in different directions and polarizing further and further away. Um, yeah, man, it's, 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 uh, I don't think I'm going anywhere with it. I'm just kind of you know, following the thoughts, but it's, it's beautiful. And yeah, I, I feel that, you know, I'll be, I'll be led to, to Bali to experience that peaceful feminine energy there very soon. Like you said that your mom had kind of went through this phase of like, yeah, not, not taking care of herself when she had a change in her, in her perspective of, of reality. And I, I kind of had the same thing at, at, at a stage, like um, not taking as much, uh, I stopped going to the gym. I stopped taking as much care of my physical appearance. Um, did a lot more fasting and, and kind of it was a process of letting go of some of the constructs of what I felt society wanted from me and what um, wanted or how I wanted to project myself into society so there can be this like idea of like okay it's, it's it's all a dream none of it's real so what's the point of even engaging in it and there have been these like ascetic traditions in the past of people that just you know don't really engage with the world and they spend all of their time in other realms of consciousness. But I perceive that having been through different kinds of spaces of, of different kinds of ways of cultivating spirituality in my life, I, I really feel like life is the best teacher and it provides you absolutely everything that you need. And the, the more that we can engage with, with life, with our entire awareness the quicker we will we will shift our our, our consciousness yeah it's very powerful just just doing what we came here to do right <laughs> You know, yeah, come here to to be ourselves and live our life and allow it to teach us the lessons that are, and, and you know, obviously you have to, you know, believe in the idea of reincarnation for that to make sense. Um, but yeah, this life is so much more than just you know this this one life. You know, our soul is is, is in a this you know eternal evolution, and you know the lessons that we're here to learn in this body with these experiences with these parents growing up in that location was you know, for a very specific reason and yeah we, we that's why we're here and we that's why we keep going through same patterns in, in a certain in a life you know until we learn that lesson right and even once we do and we're like oh okay i got that figured out life's good for a little while and then there's the next one right and then the next one and to the magnitude that we can bring our awareness into our life is you know our ability to to grow and and to to evolve um so just a couple questions just to, just to kind of wrap up um this has been like a really great episode dude i haven't asked like the normal questions that i do i've just kind of been flowing with it and um it's been it's been really good um i would like to to ask you like is there anything maybe a certain question that you wish i would have asked that you would you know you would have a response to or um 
you know, it could be another topic, could be just to kind of summarize what you've said already, but and I guess anything that you would like to share. I, I, when I went through this process of being in the washing machine of Tulum, I spent an incredible amount of time on reality creation, on how we can interact with the field of infinite intelligence to be able to augment our external reality. And yeah, I guess just having a good discussion on, on that line of on that line of thinking, I think would be interesting. You're saying to have a discussion on it now? I, I think that would, would be an interesting point of topic. Okay. Like, yeah. like how, how, yeah, how have you experienced that? And, and also to share a little bit about some perspectives on, on how people can, can work with intention in life. Mm. That's a great one. Um, yeah, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Um, and you're kind of asking me a question, which is, this is cool too. Yeah, you know, I think the, the first thing that comes to mind for me is like, we have this inherent intuition and guidance deep within all of us. And I mean, I guess I can't speak for we, I can speak for I. I've always had this inherent intuition and guidance of this vision of who I'm, you know, maybe not supposed to become, but who I am becoming. It's like I could see the future and I could, you know, just feel the energetic. It's like a gravitational pull toward, towards my higher self. And the specifics around it have never really been clear. You know, it's never really been like my role or even my looks or my personal life, but it's just like this. Uh, yeah, just this energetic pull, to, you know, kind of like upwards towards just the best possible version of me. And it got me in a lot of trouble when I was younger, like a lot of trouble. Um, but now it's, it's this, yeah, it's just this presence and almost like bliss of living my, my soul's purpose. So what does that mean? Like in the physical, you know, way of changing my reality, it's just the knowing and the belief that my current reality does not dictate who I am becoming, that this is just my one point in this journey. And whatever it is, whatever reason I'm, I'm here for it, the more presence that I can bring to it, the more that I can embody whatever it is that I'm, I'm taking in in this current viewpoint from where I am and the more joy and presence and bliss knowledge that I can bring in every conversation that I have, you know, whatever it is that I'm, I'm transferring to the other person that I'm talking to. Um, and yeah, man, it's just, uh, I, I think just really, really being present with where you are and also having the belief and the faith that you are meant to be and create whatever it is that you were inspired to be. And that's all you really need. Just to let go of the rest. Like it'll, it'll, it'll come, it flows, you know? Like you're dealing, you're talking about the, the intelligent force that's created this entire universe. It's flowing through us. So all we need to do is just, you know, 
hold on to that. But it's in a sense of maybe hold on is not the right word, but a sense of embod- just embodying that and knowing that that's where your inspiration and your creativity is coming from. Thank you, bro. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I love what you shared about you know, being the person that you are now fully with the knowledge that I guess it comes from completeness and wholeness that you already are all the things that you desire but by holding on to that to that essence that sense then you can cultivate and you can experience those aspects of self that you are you're wanting to to pull up to the surface i guess it ties into that kind of idea of seeing yourself two years ago as well and just anchoring into that incredible amount of transformation that's possible within I mean, we, we, we're using two years, but, you know, you could say a month and it would be just as relevant. And just, just being able to witness the, the magic of creation and that with intention, we are able to recreate ourselves in, in each moment. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's... You know, there's a lot that goes into like the manifestation um, world, ideas, concepts, beliefs, practices, whatever. Uh, there's a lot of stuff out there, right? You know, how to manifest. And, and uh, I, I started listening to this audio book, which is an old, it's surprising, like it's an older book from like the 20s or 30s, but it's called um, The Science of Getting Rich. And it has definitely, you know, some of the old world beliefs in it, but the, the, the book is very short and it actually came up because I was listening to um, Think and Grow Rich and I'm you know, creating a YouTube series on it. Also a YouTube series on the power of now. But this, so this book came up and I saw how short it was. I was like, All right, okay, cool. I can listen to this like in 30 minutes daily, you know, or, or whatever. But the, just the, the specifics of it is just very, just very to the point right that the inspiration that that we have is you know coming from the same thing that inspired to create the sun <laughs> and that's like the point of the book essentially like obviously it's longer than that but that's essentially the point of the book <laughs> bam <laughs> like that's your inspiration bro just like set it and forget it you know walk away the job is done inspiration's there you know allow it to be and I know for some people, maybe that, you know, that, that doesn't land at all. And they're like, what are you talking about? There's so much work after the inspiration. Um, but, you know, everything starts with a thought and an idea. And the rest of the process is just following through with it and you know, having the faith that you're capable and trusting that the universe is going to receive or even to break it down, that your community around you is going to receive whatever it is that, that you're bringing um, you're bringing forth and it doesn't take very long to get affirmations or confirmations that, you know, what you're creating is, is desired and needed, you know, whether it's a podcast or whether it's, um, you know, just speaking for me personally, it's whether it's, you know, crypto coaching or whether it's, you know, my yoga or, you know, my creativeness and video and photography, it doesn't take very long for me to get a reflection that, you know, it's appreciated out there and that it's impactful. Um, not that I need that and I'm seeking that, but it's just like, oh, okay. It's, it's like the universe, right? It's like, here's inspiration. 
create, give, universe gives back. It's like that reflection, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's just that, that beautiful awareness to, to, to have. Um, and it's, it, it makes me think like, shoot, dude, what else can I, I, can I be inspired to create? And, you know, it, it could be, you know, received. Um, yeah, it's like, it's, it's a cool feeling to, to really feel that connection with, 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 you know, your own, your own self and really, really everyone else, right? Like that's ultimately, you know, what, what we're doing it all for is all the same spinning pieces of all those, you know, perceptions of everyone, right? Just this whole collective journey of all of us. <laughs> Starting to get in some etherical terms, but, but yeah, man, um, yeah, cool stuff. Journeys and being human is yeah, it's, it's a great. Like <laughs> yes, <laughs> the greatest bro. thing we can be right now. Yes, bro. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Thanks for thanks for bringing up that topic. That was that was cool for me to share. I enjoyed enjoyed sharing that and reflecting that. Um, yeah, and just just to wrap up the the, uh, the episode here. Um, speaking of books, what what is the the most impactful book for you? I would say one of them is uh, called the Surrender Experiment. And it's, uh, it's written by uh, a guy who's now a spiritual teacher, but it's essentially his autobiography. And he essentially has a spiritual awakening when he's in his 20s and chooses to surrender for his whole life. Like whatever comes to him, he'll go with it. He puts up no resistance to his whole entire life. And it's incredible just hearing how how his life flows and how in some of the most difficult experiences that he undergoes, how they end up becoming blessings. And that was really powerful for me um, in having a challenging 2021 and in experiencing things that were really difficult, maintaining the, the knowing that these things were happening for me and that even though that I may have been creating a judgment in that moment that I don't know how things would have ended out and worked out and every one of them every one of those challenges was an absolute blessing ending up the majority of the time resulting in the outcome which was the opposite of the thing that I was fearing and so that book was was I read it like two years ago but it has just given me a new framework of how to how to live life from coming from a space of like really trying to trying to force my way into creating the things that that I was seeking to to experience to actually just allowing them to happen and surrendering to them and that kind of goes along with the the theme we've been talking about is uh surrendering yeah yeah so very fitting for the, for the episode it, it is michael singer is michael the singer. Is, is the author and um 
yeah, I, I, I very strongly recommend it. Awesome. Yeah, I'll put the the uh, description or the, the title of the book in the in the description here. Um, my last question is, man, how can how can anyone that's listening to this episode, um, how can they find you and connect with you? So uh, Insta would be would be good, and also my website as well. So I'll send you the links for those and be grateful if you share them. That'd be great. Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, really happy to have more conversations with people and just to, to share information. Um, I'm, I really feel like the more we are able to, to put out into the world, the more we're able to receive. And that's kind of been my journey now. So supporting people in, in any way that, that feels good is really a, a big passion of mine. Yeah, man, I'm right there with you, leaning, leaning into that more and more as I can. Um, ever, yeah, thank you so much. Dude. This has been an epic, epic conversation. Um, and as soon as we got on the, as soon as we we got on the call before we even started recording, it was, it started <laughs> off beautifully. Um, yeah, bro. Dude, let's uh, let's let's definitely catch back up. Um, you know, before, before another podcast episode, and. Uh, yeah, it's just drop in as brothers. Absolutely, bro. I'm really grateful for you and I'm super excited for all that you're creating. And I'm I'm fully, fully supporting you, bro. 100 percent Thank you, brother. I really appreciate that. Thank you for your time and your wisdom, your your love, your experience. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. It's felt. And to uh, everyone, everyone listening, thank you guys for giving your time and attention to us. And um yeah, I trust that um, you receive some messages from this that can you know, definitely impact your life in, the, in a positive, beautiful way. And um, yeah, we'll see you guys in the next Strength and Vulnerability episode. Much love and peace. Big love.